All right. All right. Um, this is the, what, what episode is this? 13, 14? Yeah, I think it's the 14th. 14th? This is the 14th episode of the 1080C podcast. Technically, um, I think we're in season two. Oh, yeah. Season two, episode so two. So, three? No, I think this is, oh, wait. No, I haven't put out, this is three, technically. Yeah, this is three, technically. Yep, that's correct. Um, yeah, we're here rocking with a little bit you know back to basics you know just the two of us but if you guys don't know me i am trevor valentine and i'm sophie ryan um i'm a little sick today so we're just going to take it easy relax a little bit and uh talk about some some b movies yeah b movies the why don't you explain what a b-movie is Ooh, that's a little tough i uh, i feel like a b-movie is probably like i don't know it's something like i it doesn't have to be low budget but kind of like so it's a lower budget type of movie i feel it's a little campy you know it's mm-hmm. a little cheesy you know but it's it's fun it's just it's kind of like movies where they try like to put the most absurd ideas on the screen and just see what happens, basically. So, um. so fun fact: originally, they're called B movies because originally you had an A movie when you were doing a, a screening, and mm-hmm. then you had a B movie, which was what followed up the main attraction in a double feature, typically mm-hmm. less good, that kind of thing. Um, and then the name just stuck because I don't know. I think. Um, that actually reminded me when you said double feature, like uh, they did the, this was like in 2007, Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino did uh, the Planet Terror Death Proof double feature. It was part of a grindhouse type deal. So mm-hmm. oh, that, putting that into perspective, it makes a whole lot, lot of sense. Makes I saw, sense. Um, oh my God. What's the what's the zombie movie franchise with um with not Andy Sandberg but he's the other one that looks like that Oh Jesse Eisenberg Zombieland Yeah I saw a double feature that was <laughs> Zombieland 2 and Joker Oh my god <laughs> That is awful wow yeah. wow that's mm-hmm. such a tonal shift. Jeez. Wow. It was like whiplash. I bet. Like, you're going from like, oh, yeah, Jesse Eisenberg just trying to fight zombies to Joaquin Phoenix having a mental breakdown in a movie. Oh, this, this cough drop, the middle tastes so bad. I'm going to have to spit it out. I'm so sorry. This is so oh, It's all good. It's all good. It's like medicine in the middle. Oh my god. It's <laughs> <laughs> where the, the long time uh, right there. It's fine. Oh my god, that was terrible. <laughs> but um yeah, B movies are fun. I've always liked elements of them, like how just how much fun. I feel like a lot of movies especially today, they take tend to take themselves a little too seriously. Um, so I agree, sometimes yeah. it's, it's good for movies to just laugh at themselves, you know, like the absurdity of it, you know? So. I think that's, like, the good B-movies are the ones that realize that they are terrible and, like, play with that, right? Because we've talked mm-hmm. about Sharknado several times on this podcast yeah. at this point, but part of what makes Sharknado so great is that they know that they're making a terrible shark movie mm. and they're like hell yeah let's just like let's let's dig into it that yeah, could be for said sure. for like that entire genre of like sci-fi shark movies you know you got ghost shark you got mega shark versus giant octopus they all know that like it's bad but like yeah. that's the fun of it or kind of like um not not like like the, the Godzilla sequels after the original one where it's like right yeah Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla versus Mothra it's like 
it, they know what they are. Like it's it's, it's very just dumb fun that's entertaining, you know. So right, yeah, yeah. I'm always I'd much rather prefer those than like what what we get now with those Godzilla. Like oh, it's so serious, man. Like oh man, people look. You see the kid crying in the background, and now Godzilla or King Kong is beating his chest trying to protect the kid. Like I don't care, bro. I'm oh. here to see. I'm here to see the monsters fight, and that's it. That's, that's all I'm here. I think Tony's coming. Oh, for real? Cool. cool. Yeah, I just he just texted me back. He said, "When is it?" And I said, right now. Um, Got you. I guess we can segue. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to throw out that I think part of what I specifically love about B-movies is programs like um, Mr. Science Theater 3000 or like Riff Tracks or just like in general YouTube commentators now just watch movies and add commentary to it and that in itself is is also like a a good aspect of like the b-movie genre because there are whole shows dedicated to like making fun of b-movies like mystery mystery science theater 3000 is quite possibly the best thing that was ever made and i will i will talk about that on my deathbed (laughs) that's fair that's fair that reminds me um as a YouTuber, I watched the Cosmonaut Variety Hour, who I may or may not have been told that I look like on numerous occasions, but he made a video about, like, he does, like, a whole, like, picture show where he, he, like, does commentary on, like, weird kids' movies or bad, or B-movies, really, or just bad movies in general. And those are always, I get so much enjoyment out of listening to those when I watch them. Because, I don't know, it gives you a feeling like I'm not the only one experiencing this, you know? Right, yeah. It, it, so, add, it adds, like, a little bit of, um, I don't know. Because, like, sometimes you can watch a B-movie and you're like, God, this is terrible. And, like, it would be fun, but it would be fun, like, with people. And I think those shows and like watching something like that I should say yeah. is something that that provides that experience even if you're not like actually with people yeah um, for sure I, I'm definitely I'm not going to get into COVID but it's definitely something I've noticed myself doing since COVID hit. I've missed the theater experience so I've been yeah using that as a substitute sort of so <laughs> what but, would you say is your oh. favorite movie? I I don't I don't want to say the ob- obvious answer because I think it's a little too early. Go ahead, go ahead. I, cool. I I think Freaked might be the that's the a good one. Funnest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> like I, it's so much fun. Like I just can't explain it. Like it played like it's so goofy but it's yep. so enjoyable at the same time i love movies that play with like pop culture references and stuff like that mm-hmm. so i don't know it's just kind of shout out to carly by the way put me on that movie or putting both of us on that movie right yeah so, fantastic movie night that, pick that movie um, freaked uh it's god what is that kid's name alex winter alex winter yeah yeah um, bill and ted yep Mm-hmm. is kind of brainchild which is it's just such an absurd movie which I, is like funny. i couldn't i i couldn't see like something like that getting made today because i feel like i wish i could be in the so for those who don't know freaked is about without spoiling anything it's about an actor who gets kind of indoctrinated into part of this human freak show so right because he takes a corporate sponsorship yeah and on his like trip to like i don't know like vacation somewhere he gets like mm. sidetracked and like this hot chick wants to stop at yeah. the freak show and then they all get turned into freaks 
and yeah. it's got wonderful practical effects. Um, Socko, it's just great. My guy. Yeah, dude, Socko I love Sockhead. <laughs> he is my favorite. Uh, Kanye, Kanye, <laughs> not Kanye. Oh, Kanye. Keanu Reeves <laughs> has a, has an appearance and uh, has a little cameo. Yeah. Um, so funny. there are a like, lot of yeah there's a really great it has some really great effects like mm-hmm. I, I i've missed that a lot about modern movies i feel like especially with so much cg not, not that there's anything wrong with that but i don't know something about practical makeup effects or just mesmerizing to the eyes it's just yeah it's so cool to see like i don't know there's some really crazy effects in the movie and i'm like dang how did y'all pull this off like 1993 you know so yeah it's it might it might be my favorite I can't think of because I like a lot of goofy movies I don't know if I don't know if The Mask is a mean movie I don't think that counts it's a little too high production I don't but know so I don't know that's that's a movie that I think of that's like kind of similar in tone I guess mm-hmm. I feel like, but freaked, freaked in the mask. I don't know if the mask counts. It's kind of a high budget Hollywood movie, a little bit. I don't know either. I would say definitely the one with Jim Carrey is like. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of a high budget. Movie right. Yeah. Um. What's something else with the look? Would you count the first Evil Dead? Yeah, I I don't think that having a cult following disqualifies mm. you as being a B movie because like the room is a B movie. Yeah, that has a cult that's following fair. definitely. Like Sharknado has a cult following. The Thanks Killing movies have a cult following. I've never seen those. You've never? Oh my god, mm. you're missing out. Just kidding. You're not. But I don't know. It it does. It is kind of a tricky thing i think i think i liked especially when i was younger i liked a lot of movies that kind of had that b movie vibe but they weren't at the same time so like the mask is kind of an example of that i love that movie um even though it's like it's a hollywood studio movie it's such an insane idea and the execution is so insane that I don't know. It's a forgotten gem of the times, I feel. Forgotten gem. No pun intended uh, for you know, Jim Carrey. Shout out. Shout out <laughs> Jim guy. Carrey. What other, um, well, uh, since we My have favorite? the DVD expert, uh, I'm going to let you go. <laughs> My favorite is Turbo Kid. <laughs> I think I've talked about it before several mm-hmm. times, probably. I love that movie. I I don't know what it is about the movie. I think what I think is so funny is that it's like this like post-apocalyptic, like maybe in the future they've got some fun technology, but they all ride around on bikes and like they do all their high-speed chases with bikes. And I think that's like really funny. Um, I really love that one. Um, obviously I'm a big fan of Sharknado. Um that one was funny technically the blob movies are b movies um not like the like the 1988 one is and so is the 1958 but i'm we're not talking about that um the 1988 one is good i think their blob is also like really really good like the practical effect on that looks decent um i'm looking (laughs) Uh, we can't talk about like B movies that exist without talking about Lloyd Kaufman. I'll read you his little his little IMDb page. I'm sure you know, but Lloyd, Lloyd Kaufman, Kaufman, yeah. Did he do the Toxic Avenger, or am I thinking of someone yeah. else? Yeah, yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love those. <laughs> so let's go. Uh, yeah, he uh, he makes so many B movies. Um, he did The Toxic Avenger, obviously, 
Troma Wars, Nukem High. I, I think he owns um like Troma Films, I think. Mm-hmm. Is his like thing. And he does that thing too where he like he has a little cameo in each of his little things. He's made so many. Oh my god, I'm yeah. looking at this. Oh my yeah, god. I'm looking at the list like jeez. <laughs> I love that he's yeah. like Uncle Lloyd in a lot of them. That's really fun. Um yeah, no, okay, I'm gonna stop looking now. But <laughs> like he he has made such like a he kind of has his own genre really of B movies. I'm pretty sure he's involved in some capacity with the Thanksgiving like franchise. I think that was him. I think that was at least trauma, at least. I said at least like so many times in that sentence. Um, no, they're making a Toxic Avenger reboot. Why? Why? Here's Tony. No. Is Lloyd still going to be on the on the production team? Yeah, he's still on the production team, but they're remaking the Toxic Avenger as like a Hollywood movie. Why? Oh, no. 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 <laughs> oh, yeah. Forgot. No, come on. They, the Toxic Avenger should be in the National Library of Congress. I, I think, I don't remember how I got put onto that movie, but I used to watch, um, what's the TV network? G4 TV. And they used to play the Toxic Avenger movies on there. And I watched all three of them. <laughs> Interesting. And I, was like, I was like, as a kid, I was like, well, these movies are so strange, but I can't look away. Like, so interesting you know like, late I, to the I, game I, as ever our guest hmm. i'm kidding late to the game. <laughs> i appreciate you showing how's it going what, what's the topic we're talking about b movies <gasps> okay if my, you would like to share your favorite the i just talked the about most... turbo kid and thanks killing and sharknado and okay. the 1988 blob. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, I think whenever I think B movie, I immediately go to like Tank Girl for some reason. I don't know why. Um, I don't even know if that's considered a B movie. But <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't like. Hmm. Hmm. I don't. Hmm. <laughs> Part of what I was talking to Trevor about is that my interaction with B movies is mostly through like Mystery Side Theater Three Thousand or sure. like or like some other form of that kind of content. Just because like I think it's very different now that we have like Netflix and Amazon Prime and like anybody could put anything out there, and so, like a there's lot a lot harder. to sludge through to like yeah. see some some crappy content i guess for me like if i <laughs> looking at like b movie as like a, a a subgenre of like film release um all the old like sci-fi movies that used to come out yeah. on like, the sci-fi channel every single one of them were like fantastic oh yeah <laughs> um, piranhas uh, on that list yeah and yeah, yeah. piranha is so good um i remember there's like a really one there's like one that used to like reshow all the time that was like basically like space dinosaurs that's all I remember about it mm. and just I mean whenever whenever I was a kid that's all my mom would watch <laughs> so I just Good. come in and be like okay what cheesy weird thing are you watching on the sci-fi channel today and she's like they're great they're fantastic okay <laughs> wonderful wonderful yeah. movies um I don't know besides like Sharknado I think Sharknado is like that one's like peak, right? So <laughs> peak B movies. They have like eight of them now. I just got reminded about uh, this movie is not a B movie. The Tim mm-hmm. Burton movie Ed Wood. It's about the guy making all those B movies. Yeah, that's funny. I, I haven't seen that movie, but um, oh wait, didn't didn't um, Tim Burton make Mars Attacks? is kind Wait. of a homage to B movies. Yeah. Probably. I didn't know, yeah, I didn't know Tim Burton right. made that movie. Did, did Tim Burton actually direct Mars Attacks? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Let me see. Hold up. Somebody research that. 
That's not yeah, me. he directed it. No, you're right. What? I didn't know that actually. Yeah. That movie I, I freaked me out movie. as a kid. <laughs> um, hmm. let's see. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I like that B movies have had kind of a cultural resurgence. Well, I wouldn't say resurgence, but I'm glad that like a lot of these movies that came out, especially in like the fifties and whatnot, just like random space aliens come in places or like I think they had a lot of snatchers. fun. Yeah, like yeah. Those like I feel like they were like they probably came up with the concept in like ten minutes. But I don't know, they left a lasting impression on like a, a group of young filmmakers. So, you know, I yeah. I think that they've done they've done a lot good for filmmaking, I think. Yeah. I think now also the problem that you get with B movies is you get like the writer, director, actor, producer trio with a lot of Where... those now. They just kind of keep doing the same thing. Is that no, with with yeah. where it's all the same person. Whereas oh, I think in a lot of older B movies, like it was like actually like a larger production. There is a like, difference between just to clarify. There's totally, and I think this is what you were touching on before when you were talking about Netflix and everything. Independent film, like indie films, versus B right, movie films. There's right, a, there's there, a difference, there are two right? Different things, yeah. yes. Because technically, technically, like uh, what I said at the beginning of the podcast, but I'm just you weren't here. Uh, B movie came from like when they would do double features, right? So they would have the A movie, which was your your like your big event, and then you would have your B movie, which was like this lesser picture. Typically, it costs less. It's less yeah. showy. That kind of thing. So it's it's not even like a, like a a set like genre of film. It is just like a lower category. Okay, interesting. It's kind I of didn't like with literature. <laughs> yeah. Like so, with literature, you have <laughs> crime and punishment, and then mm-hmm. you have like I don't know, like Skippy John Jones or whatever. <laughs> That's our two ends you of the spectrum. You know. Yeah, sure. right. So like Okay. Wait. Are these because uh, then I can go into this deeper. Are these counted as B movies, the nineties Ninja Turtles live action? What was their so. budget? Um, um let me see. I think also a lot of the like the 80s 90s B movies were independent films. I think that's what mm, kind of makes it a little mm. oh, right it kind of makes it a little um more difficult to, to and most indie films do have smaller budgets so I mm. think that also like blurs the lines a little bit. I think um, whenever I think B movie I really start thinking of like cheesy horror like yeah. survival films like mm-hmm. um I, I can't think of any names, <laughs> but like, I mean, I'm sure I could, hold on. Uh, I don't know any of these movies. I have like... a list of a uh, hundred best B movies, um, but at 89, which I very much disagree with, is Dolomite, and I I think sure. that it should be higher up. I was oh, going to yeah, say, black like... exploitation movies, but those are also... One of, the, one of the classic B movies... Like it keeps popping in my head is like the swamp creature like movie like kind of thing like I, I'm pretty sure it's okay. like from the 50s or something black and white and it's it's that it's it's a horror film but like it's so low budget I don't know I, I'm pretty sure that's probably in the same category the yeah. ginger dead man yeah sure <laughs> um and anything by Lloyd Kaufman as we were just talking about <laughs> yeah sure shout out Lloyd it's, Kaufman He's like 75. <clears throat> He's still making them though. Is yeah. he? Yeah, but especially um going back to black exploitation movies, I think. Oh my god. Um, Sorry. <laughs> shout out to all those filmmakers, um, especially back in the seventies and eighties, who you know, Hollywood wouldn't give them opportunities, so they decided to make their own and now and it's 
served as an inspiration for a lot of filmmakers of color. So, I, yeah, of course, you know, shout out, shout out to them, shout out to them. If you haven't seen Dolomite, please watch it. It is very good. Yeah. I love there's that one. There's also um, there's a Netflix movie that I watched where it's basically like it's a biopic about how they made mm. Dolomite with Eddie Murphy. It's actually pretty good. Um, Dolomite is my name is the name of the movie. It's pretty good. I, I liked it a lot. Um, it was just very interesting to see like how they how they set everything up and like they were shooting in an abandoned hotel and like they got a director who was the the um, elevator guy in Rosemary's Baby, <laughs> which I thought was funny. Like I didn't know that until I, I watched the movie. I was like, oh, the elevator guy from Rosemary's Baby directed Dolomite. That's pretty cool. But yeah, shout out, shout out to them. Shout out to all the the black exploitation filmmakers. You know, and then I feel like. Those B movies in general, they kind of inspired a whole. You kind of see it in like the early or late eighties, early nineties. They inspired a lot of filmmakers like Tim Burton or Quentin Tarantino or um, what's Robert Rodriguez, John Carpenter. Yeah, even like to a certain extent, like <clears throat> like George Lucas and Steven Spielberg, like they kind of while they commercialized eventually became more commercial filmmakers at the beginning (laughs) at least they were pretty much like i don't know goofy they were making goofy movies basically you know right i mean i'm kind of curious um in case you're wondering okay lloyd kaufman has 10 movies in pre-production right now uh, that he's just acting in. Um, but I assume that they're a part of Troma, which means that technically he's executive producer on this. Oh my God, he has so many in post-production. Oh my God. What's like good examples of like modern B-movies? Because a lot of the ones I think of are from like the Wolf 70s. of Snow Hollow. Oh, no. Hold on, let me look that up. <laughs> so it, it does fall under the writ, wrote, not writ, <laughs> wrote, directed, starred in uh, triage. Um, but it's like a little werewolf movie. And like 95% of the landscape shots are like, like, I don't know, it was just like a filler thing, but it's like a really funny, I don't know. I, I, it did kind of try to take itself a little seriously, but it was very, it was an interesting watch, I would say. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I, the sound was kind of whack. Um, the acting was definitely whack. Uh, <laughs> so basically it's like, it's not necessarily in indie, like it's not an indie production per se, but it's like right. a lower budget Right. Hollywood-ish film, basically. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I wonder if Neil Breen. We didn't talk about Neil. Breen. Yeah, we Neil should Green. talk about Neil Breen. Do it. Fucking example of right I... direct act. Yeah, he, a lot. I think it, because the room, especially like Tommy Wiseau, I think he's inspired a lot of people to try to emulate that type of success, unfortunately. Yeah. I'm sorry. When you look up Neil Breen, it says, Neil Breen is an American amateur filmmaker, actor, and reincarnation of Jesus. (laughs) Excuse me? Our our rabbit hole people, is he kind of like the... uh, the Christiana movie. Oh yeah, huh? <laughs> yeah, but you know, Neil Breen. I've seen clips of his movies. I've never sat down and watched them. Um, the clips are funny. It's definitely not worth it to watch it. Okay, so yeah, he he directed, produced, wrote, acted, and edited. 
in all of his movies. Every single one. Yeah, and he included his own credit for every single role. <laughs> so, don't get it twisted. That is a Neil Breen production. I think, <clears throat> I think I have more to say about movies that may not, they may not be B movies, but they're more inspired by them. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like a lot of Robert Rodriguez's work is very, like, Spy Kids, for example, like that. It's just so absurd. Do you think extent. that's do you think that's inspired from B movies or do you think that was just like a part of like genre humor? That's that's mm-hmm. also like a difference. We we see B movies as kind of funny because they are like lower budget, so like most of the time they do like a pretty good job of like making a little bit of fun at themselves. Mm-hmm. But I think the key difference and something that like you have to tread very lightly on is mm. like a movie that is made for kids like spy kids so the comedy has to be like very on the nose and like made for kids versus like b movies where like it's just people being aware that their effects look kind of terrible um and you don't want to say that something is necessarily inspired by b movies if it's comedic good point good point good point yeah uh, that's a good point. Good point. I'm looking through this list. I've realized that I'm, a lot of these I have not seen, unfortunately. Um, but you know, I will. You can edit your own. Here. You can edit your own IMDb page, right? I think you have to pay for that, like premium or something. Yeah, you do have to pay for it. Um, I, I definitely sure. think that. I think that Neil Breen edited his own IMDb page. Probably. <laughs> I wouldn't be Sorry, surprised. it just says, I, in one of his trivia facts, it says, Neil has a master's in computer science and a PhD in quantum physics with an F. So I just, I'm, I'm really doubting <laughs> somebody's PhD. Dr. Breen, I need some explanation. Dr. Neil Breen. <laughs> Imagine like imagine you go in the quantum physics class and just the class just in there like oh wow you guys ever seen my movies? (laughs) (laughs) They're great. I I would go to that. Death Race Two Thousand. I've heard this movie. I haven't seen. There's a bad remake of it with uh, Jason Statham. Yeah. Interesting. What did you find? Called Trumbo. It's on Amazon Prime. It's apparently pretty decent. <laughs> B movie. Let's see. Ooh, My... Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I forgot about that one. Hey, yeah. Ooh, okay, cool. I got more examples of modern B movies. Machete. Machete. What? I can't remember how. Uh, whatever. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, with uh, freaking what's his Danny name? Trejo. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I guess I get what you were saying before when you were saying like a lot of them are like inspired. Like you, you mentioned like yeah. Tarantino and a few others. Like I can, I can see yeah. where you're going with now. That makes sense. Um, interesting. Grindhouse. Yeah. Eight Legged Freak is a personal favorite of mine. <laughs> I did not know that was a B movie, but yeah, that makes sense. Um, is Human I, Centipede a B movie? I think it is. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of films in here I've seen that. Yeah. film B movies. Um, have you guys seen Lake Placid ever? Maybe. Bible Man uh, is a is a B movie. Oh, oh my god. Any Bible Man movie, bro? Are you kidding oh me? Oh my gosh, yo. <laughs> I only know about Bible Man because of YouTube. <laughs> oh man, Lake Placid was one of those films like about like an alligator or a crocodile or something yeah. that, like goes and kills a bunch of people. Um, Fantastic Four is not a B movie. Come on. Yeah, I saw that, and I also don't think that it's a B movie. That's not a B movie. 
Um, it's just a bad movie. There's a difference. <laughs> um, uh, didn't okay. Trevor? Didn't you guys watch a, a very terrible Bigfoot movie? We did. Hannah made us watch an awful Bigfoot movie called Primal Rage, <laughs> where it's basically the theme of the. It's kind of like Predator, but with Bigfoot. So I, nobody cares about spoilers for this movie. No. A guy no. gets out of jail. His girlfriend picks him up, and the whole time they're like arguing and whatnot, like. I waited a year for you and all this stuff. It is so goofy. And then, then like, there's a, oh, wait, actually, I don't want to say this on the podcast. It does have a Bigfoot um, sexual assault scene, which is Ooh. very uncomfortable. Um, yeah. I was on board with him until that showed up. And I was like, okay, right, that's a little weird. Like, what, what, <laughs> it's like that on? one guy's YouTube channel. No, no. <laughs> Sorry. What? <laughs> like, what's going on? What's going on with you, bro? Like, why would you write that? But like, it's it's so goofy that the like chief, the police chief, he's like he's Native American, and so of course they have a scene where he like goes back to his roots to figure out how to stop <laughs> to stop the big <laughs> And Good, it's so great. bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. It it is it is awful. I don't know why Hannah made us watch it. <laughs> I think Education. that a lot of things that are considered B movies to us don't seem like it anymore because a lot of them have developed a cult following as well. That's kind yeah. of what I'm looking at. It's like yeah. um like Ducker and Tail versus Ducker. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> Tucker and Tail. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Uh, that one. <laughs> wow! I just had a stroke. Um, <laughs> no. Like we don't. That's been my stroke. What the heck is going on here? Hello. Okay. Turn off. Thank you. Right. Uh, so anyway, that's been my struggle. I think is like basically not really knowing what constitutes a b-movie just because the the it's very muddied now right yeah. especially because of yeah. the cool following you mentioned the room earlier and i was like oh wait duh <laughs> right. um uh have you guys seen the the lost skeleton of a uh, cadaver no but it was on this list that i was looking at so uh, this movie um is infuriating even though it is totally a, a parody it is a parody but it's so hard to watch um because it's such a well done parody of like 50s b like 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 1950s b movies um which is really bad dialogue that just goes nowhere mm. and it's just said for no reason um and to this day i don't fully know what goes on in that movie by the end because i stopped watching it but i mean it was it's definitely one of those things if you're wanting to see like a parody film of like those kind of b-movie era stuff like it does a good job of capturing it it's just i'm impatient <laughs> um, and it's it's really dumb in a good way for most people i think which is why it's a cult classic but yeah um uh, sorry i'm like looking up synopsis for it and i'm just remembering <laughs> anyway yeah like i, I don't know I, it is a very muddy Especially when I think about it. It's just something I kind of know when I see it, I guess. Right, kind of yeah. A like a style, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's kind of a style or general feeling of what the film is aiming for, I guess. Like, I, it's a very it's a very difficult thing to kind of, I don't know, explain, I guess. I don't know. It's weird, right? Because yeah. I want to, I kind of would like you to unpack it or Sophie to unpack it because it's not just that it's low budget right it's not that no. um it's I like think it, at first it started kind of as like a lower uh, let me get out the whiteboard <laughs> was I, I wasn't ready, ready for. for this today yeah. but it's okay <laughs> I can break it down for us hold on <laughs> all right so because there's like a way in which they're shot too which is what you see like right. with tarantino is able to emulate that style a bit but i would also wouldn't... like to say yeah. john carpenter is very good at he's mm -hmm. very good at like shot comp composition mm -hmm. so i think that like a lot of his earlier works 
I would consider B movies. And like <laughs> I don't know. I just rewatched like a whole bunch of them. So that that's on my brain right now. Kill you. But Okay. So first of all, they're they're not not meant for you know what? I we've been talking about B movies this whole time and I haven't even shared with you guys the one like the DVD that I have sitting right here. This was made in Colombia. I've heard of this film. It's, I've seen trailers. It's for called it. Bad Girls. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I have it. Um I still haven't watched it. I've had it for like a month now. I just don't have anything to play DVDs on. Um The yeah. the disc is really cool. Um it looks terrible. But I'm I think I'm going to enjoy it. I went to high school with this girl, by the way. Um oh, so that's crazy. Not bad. That was great. Um, but yeah, I would say okay. Back, I'm so sorry. I'm on cold medicine. Everything is like a one way street, bro. It's it's all terrible today. All good. All good. Okay. So is it just the plot? I feel like it's not just plots, right? I mean, it is. Also, dialogue. Also, like overacting and underacting. Yeah. Oh my um, gosh, I can't believe you would do this to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like soap opera. Yeah. Acting a little bit, you know? Yeah. And also, in a lot of the ways it's filmed, I, I'm not positive. I'm not sure on this at all. So I'm probably going to look an idiot when I say this, but mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. It almost has that soap opera like kind of effect in the way it's filmed. Like I feel like some of them are filmed at like a higher like uh, yeah. frame rate or shutter speed mm-hmm. or something. Um, and I don't I don't know what they're exported and what the final product is, but there's like almost like a quickness to like some of their action that that feels weird. Um, and uh, their lighting's very much like usually stage lighting yeah a lot of it's weirdly enough a lot of b movies i see are shot like on sets and i'm pretty sure sets are very expensive right in some cases it's cheaper to shoot on location um so i don't know oh sorry i was just listening stuff my bad (laughs) uh what else um you have like (laughs) writing that's just more focused on i guess like kind of shoehorning a plot along and and not really right it's like you're not really getting a whole lot of character development it's much more focused on the the like the best example i have of that is probably in the room when you have like oh god that i don't even know what the plot for that movie ultimately is in some ways but like you know, you have like characters that come in and they their entire purpose is to disclose the plot through as quick as dialogue as possible. And you have in the room like the mother character is just like, I have cancer. And then we never get like anything with it again, right? And so there's just right. like a lot of useless dialogue and like I I don't know. It, it's almost like <clears throat> it's all just for exposition. Yes. <laughs> I did not hit her. I did not. I did not. Oh hi Mark. <laughs> oh hi Mark. Um, <laughs> there's also like in the in the lost cadaver or uh, lost skeleton of the cadaver movie I, I was talking about before like there's a scene very early on where like there's like a a soldier like a guard or something like that guarding like this certain property and this guy comes up and it's just like hey I need to get into this this uh, like to X Y and Z zone, and he's just like, "Oh, you can't. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir, because that is where the X X and X and X is located, and you cannot do this." And it's just like it's very specific. <laughs> and then and then like I can't remember how he gets past him. I'm pretty sure he just says something nice to him, <laughs> and then he's like, "Oh, what a nice guy." <laughs> you know, it's like I need you to assure me you're not a sketchy individual. I'm not sketchy. It's just- so much goes into it's very the dialogue is very stilted yeah you know? it is so much that goes into like the line delivery especially like um 
Yeah, there we go. That, that works. Yeah. 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 Sexy lady. This one is sure. especially important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, especially Mike as long as like wearing random bikini shots, especially. And like back in the right, 70s, it was right. gold or like platinum. Wait, right. Toxic I mean, Avenger, isn't there like a there's like a sex scene in that what? movie? <laughs> is there? Yeah. yeah. So uh, literally any Lloyd Coffin film is going to have a topless woman. Yeah. That's just like okay. his thing. I'm trying now to think of watch the Toxic Avenger again. Lake Placid. Uh Lost Cows of Uh <laughs> Oh, even the room. Oh, no. (laughs) Well, yeah, even the room has, like, a gratuitous, unnecessary sex scene, right? So. Right, yeah. Uh Uh Oh, God. You know what doesn't? Turbo Kid. Turbo Kid? Doesn't? Nope. Okay, I accept that. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) I was, like, trying to, like, hmm. What about... No, I think you're right. Almost every single one of them has like just some sexy lady like plot device kind of thing going on. Uh, some of them, that's the entire center point of the entire film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah, sure. Somebody upload What else? Somebody uploaded Toxic Avenger on YouTube. I know I'm watching the <laughs> Um, I'm going to put this not as a requirement, but like maybe off to the side. Um, And I'm just going to have it say like writer, director, actor. Just because I think a lot of times, or at least like a cameo in their own Mm -hmm. film, a lot of them like to do that. Oh, yeah. Director cameos for sure. Like in night, in night just pops in. What's up, guys? Yeah. You know, I'm in this movie was a B movie. What? Cabin Fever. I just remembered that film. Um, mm. It's mm. Uh, directed by uh, shit. What's his name? He was in. That's the one that I always confuse with Cabin in the Woods, even though cabin they're the very different, but they yeah. have Cabin in the name. For sure. Um, Eli Roth directed that actually mm. back in uh, 2002. Wait. He directed the house with a clock in its walls. Am I correct? I might be wrong. I'm pretty sure. But... I'm pretty sure you're right. Hold on. I'm triple checking. Let me fact check you before I just blindly agree. <laughs> yep. House of the clock in its walls. Yep. I knew it. Yeah. yeah. He directed the um, ghost, the Goosebumps movie too. <laughs> yeah. Cabin oh, Fever was his yeah. first. Uh, he also did Hostel. I didn't know that. Wow. Um, Cabin Fever was his first film. He also did Grindhouse. Uh, well, one of the mm. House films. Aftershock. Oh, he didn't direct Aftershock, actually. He was just a writer for that. And, yeah, he's actually... Wait. Yo, what? They made a remake of Cabin Fever? What? When? What? In that. 2016, they made a remake of Cabin Fever. I had no idea. It was done by IFC. Interesting. Weird. That is interesting. Huh. Anyway, <laughs> following after, yeah, I think that I think cold that following everything on that list you put down, Sophie. I think all of that definitely applies. Yeah, Donnie Darko. No, no, I feel like the budget's a little too, it has some big name Hollywood actors in it. Sure, you're right, you're right. Um, I think okay. the budget's a little not too that high you can't it. not get big name yeah. actors in it. But I do think that, like, Donnie Darko has a lot of different sets and a lot of different things happening. And I think sometimes in these, because, like, even if we take a movie that is similar, not comparing them plot-wise, if we take Freaked, as we talked about earlier, and we, we compare Freaked to Donnie Darko, Freaked, for the majority, takes place in one location which probably was a a stage that they could just make it look like that. You know, like, it's it's not as... Donnie Darko had a lot of moving pieces, and I feel like that would be very hard to pull off if not, like, 
Yeah. If they didn't have the resources that they had. Yeah. I get you. I think that was just my like natural thing that I was struggling with before. It's like just taking like a certain type of movie that fits like an indie almost format and then putting B movie. Right. Yeah. yeah, Which isn't the case. Right. So. No. What's a movie that I can think that would shake this up a little bit? Only Fantastic Four. Is a beam. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's like the original one, right? Wait, the nineties one? Whoa. I think that's what they're saying is fantastic Ooh, The nineties one that definitely is. Counts. There's a nineties yeah. Captain America movie and a nineties Nick Fury movie too. I all three of those are very campy, very cheap, very like it it basically hits all the the checklist bars basically even though those yeah, movies I, are based on like major properties yeah. right but i mean like you can have a movie based on a major property and it still be a b movie because it's yeah nobody was going out to see the fantastic four really they wanted to see i don't know superman or something because yeah. the superman movies yeah. were big when they first came out right yeah you can imagine like a double feature being like the superman movie and then like (laughs) you still had like spider-man was out during that time too so yeah right um like so yeah for sure (laughs) fantastic four my god that's interesting to think about it being a v movie i never really I can see where you're coming from, like old Batman and stuff like that, though, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, 60 Adam West Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love, sure. I love those movies with all of my heart. With the rubber <laughs> shark. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love that. What else? I, love I don't know. Um, trying to think of like the less obvious ones. Um, Okay, we'll go with like the most obvious. Normally how you do this, right, is we like come up with a movie and we like see like what ticks the box, right? Do you want to do that? Right. We can. Sure. Um, Some of these I don't remember well enough. Like I haven't seen in so long. Um, I'll do one that I just remember because from my childhood, like it scarred me. Lake Placid. We'll do that. Okay. Um, Even though, or we could do one we've all seen. Actually, that may be easier. Sharknado. Sharknado. Okay, that's easy. To do. We've all seen Sharknado, correct? Sure. I see Sharknado. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, uh, your first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Though Sharknado is funny, right? Because, like, it was appealing to a larger audience in some ways. It was appealing to a larger After. audience because it one, was. the first one, but also then they did, like, really good job marketing. The marketing yeah. on the Sharknado movies was fantastic. I don't remember. Like, you mean yeah. just like TV I, ads, or do you just remember like TV yeah. ads? They had a whole Twitter thing going. Okay. Um, cool. cool. Okay, I remember yeah. being heavily involved every time they released a new Sharknado movie. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um. So yeah. Sophie acting. Prim- yeah. 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 The entire premise of the film is like, yeah, come on. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. mm, lower effects and mm-hmm. there's a lot of practical effects is what you're saying right yeah so typically they they try to use practical more but i will say sharknado there's not really that much practical wise but they do have a lot of very terrible cgi and i do think that that weighs it out what we're missing in practical it's it's a fun thing right especially more and more modern um that like Practical effects can sometimes be extremely more uh, like expensive depending on what it is, right? Especially like explosions. Right. So yeah, yeah. So they definitely had horrible CGI for sure. So yes. Um, <laughs> as far as the stage lighting, the dynamic lighting, I don't remember. Did it? Have A lot of that... it was outside. So they got to avoid it using A lot of like flat lighting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So a lot of it, they just like. It was probably like sunny out, and they just like kind of put it like a filter over it to make it look cloudy. That's yeah, kind right. of what I, I I feel is was That's done with Sharknado. Like they were just like, ah, oh, it's outside and it's bright, so we don't need to light anything. <laughs> probably, yeah. No, if that makes sense for sure. So that fits. Uh, expositioning. 
Um, I think with the sci-fi movies, especially, you're going to get a little less of this because there's not actually any discernible plot. Yeah, because it, mostly the plot comes to the characters too. Like it just kind of arrives. It's there and it's constantly there. Right. Um, and if I so... remember correctly from my remembering of Sharknado, Tara Reed well, was in that. Is... Was she? Yeah, I'm pretty sure she, she was. was. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I forgot. Oh my God, you're um, right. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> There's like a whole like divorce plot line happening, yeah. and like uh, like the kids are like like ah divorce and like you know like and then like at the end they're like coming together as a family and like the man like jumps into the shark with a chainsaw and like comes out on the other side you know like and they're like ah oh, we can be a family. And like Tara Reed loses her arm, but like it doesn't matter because she puts the chainsaw there for like the next Sharknado yeah. occurrence, you know? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Uh sexy ladies. Tara Reed. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I'm pretty sure they're Yes. I I'm pretty sure there are yeah. sexy ladies in Sharknado. Yeah. And then the pop culture following after. Yeah. Which is yes. Massive, right? Because they've had how many mm-hmm. of those movies now? Like six? Six, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so for sure. So that's like a perfect example of a B-movie, 100% then. Um, Especially one that's not that old, like 2013, I guess, was a while ago. But in terms of comparing it to like some of the... 1988, The Blob? Yeah. Um, It's a good example of a modern-ish B-movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. Would have been great on sci-fi you know so um let's see what else? what's another one you got one trevor to throw in through the the blender i don't know if everybody's seen toxic adventure i haven't Damn. no i've seen about every other Kaufman though toxic um, avenger oh, toxic avenger. well toxic avenger since it's a Kaufman movie it basically crosses everything on the box so i don't yeah i don't really have to go into that did you have a revelation over there i i've seen the character yeah <laughs> that's like i was like oh wait <laughs> i know what this movie is yeah. i haven't seen the movie though yeah that's funny well, okay. what um what about okay let's take the ones that we were kind of like throwing out before like batman fantastic four let's do fantastic four Okay. I haven't seen that one in so long. Somebody's going to have to do that oh, okay. one. Damn, I've maybe seen not. like <laughs> clips of it. There's a lot of cheesy. Um, I know they had a dude in a suit for the thing. The suits are, the costumes are really cheesy and like crappy. Yeah. It's lit. It very much has like the stage lighting. Uh, effects aren't great. <laughs> are you um, talking, you're talking, just to make sure we're on the same page, we're talking about the one that came out in like. Two thousand, like 90s. early 2000s it didn't come oh i was talking about the 90s one there was a 90s fantastic four movie yeah yeah fantastic. i think it's 94 what yeah. yeah yo you're right oh my <laughs> god oh wait no i've seen this okay i didn't know this was a fantastic four movie actually yeah power rangers or something <clears throat> Ooh, we could talk about the power rangers let's do power, power rangers, rangers. Hold on, I'm getting oh, my yeah. mind blown really quick. Just give me a second. Yeah. <laughs> um, you see it? Like, yeah, you so... see <laughs> the rock, man. <laughs> He's so adorable. Hold on, I'm going to make this my background really quick. Hold on. I mean, this is, this is Power Ranger. I think Power Rangers is probably the, the most like mainstream example of B-movie culture, I guess. Uh, but I, mainstream. yeah. But I won't, I won't accept the new Power Rangers movie. The one that <laughs> <laughs> I won't accept, like the twenty eighteen Power Rangers movie. Yeah, I won't accept yeah, that one at all. I oh, oh my god. Okay, <laughs> I will only accept like the ones that they probably showed on like Cartoon Network that were like straight to TV. Yeah. Mighty Morphin. It's more yeah, than. I love that line. 
It, it's so good. It was so good. morphin' time. What else? Man? It, 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 didn't Nickelodeon <laughs> have that <laughs> that a uh, weird kid show Animorph? Where like no, that was a book animals. series. Um, no, they had series. they had a they had, they had a show, show for Animorphs. Yeah, I only got That's to see like so one episode. Um, I'm it sure it was terrible. Terrifying. Yeah, it's very creepy. I I hope they kept fuel. the very the very clear climate change overtone of those books. I think that's one of the funniest things of those books because if you go back and you look at it, the message of that author was if you guys don't do anything, we're all going to die. And it's like I'm just trying to read about some kids turning into animals. What do you mean the planet's dying, bro? I'm gonna have to censor this, but yo, why did why I got my guy? <laughs> Chad uh, personally <laughs> personally right now i kind of feel like the same yeah i, I, I mean of, he's so yeah, cute right yeah. look at him yeah. <laughs> oh my god um, <laughs> so the animorph show came out in 98 and apparently had two seasons i did not know that I remember watching one or two episodes being very scared about it. My mom wouldn't let me watch it anymore. Um, I know a kid turned into like a, a an animal in a hallway or something. Yeah. yeah. I've seen that clip. Well, it's weird if I remember right. If I, it's been so long. I was a, I was a wee little lad, but like the beginning of that show, like is basically kids like getting turned into these things. That's like. So. As someone who read all of the books and knows the lore, uh, <clears throat> so uh, technically uh, the series begins with the aliens crashing down, and mm. then like the bad aliens come in because these aliens that crash down are the only ones that have this technology to like change into right. other animals, and the the bad aliens are destroying like all of these planets, and they need to inhabit they can inhabit other people's bodies, but it's like permanent. Um, so they want the morphing technology um, to be of use. That Those books had like a controversial kind of thing to them, right? Where like, wasn't there like a scene where like one of the kids got like, he got could stuck. not, yeah. Un, yeah, couldn't untransform or something. And it like they, traumatized they had some a very, people. They had a very clear, you cannot stay in this form for like more than like 12 hours, 24 hours. And then that one kid did get stuck as a hawk. And they like had that whole side plot where he was like trying to like fight his like animal brain now to like (laughs) continue to like be a part of this unit that he was in where he like people said it was very scary <laughs> like... that was the point that was... <laughs> i know this is a book for kids but i want them to be scared because our our earth is dying and like they need yeah. to be scared of this so like sure. it, it is supposed to be like a stark awakening um <laughs> but i think it's so funny I don't know why. So, I just do. That, that just that sounds absolutely terrifying. I oh my gosh. I distinctly uh, remember reading the book after Tobias is stuck as a hawk, and like they're talking about how like their fam his family is like putting up like missing person posters because it's like been like months, and like they don't know what they're gonna do, and like you like get scenes of like Tobias like like flying past the house being like no man you know like oops yeah uh, (laughs) it's pretty rough (laughs) yeah because it's like in his through his point of view too like he's like i remember there's like a i saw like a like a you know people like just post like a picture of like a little bit of like internal dialogue basically from a book like uh and it was basically like him talking about like trying to shift back or something and like the struggle and he was like in pain or something like it was just like yeah it it was a painful process (laughs) at no point while reading the books was it cool to shift 
I remember distinctly every time it was like a very graphic like I I don't want to say body horror but it, I mean it was kind of we yeah. are on an anamorph tangent I am I'm so sorry I should put a stop to that before we even get into it I got a natural thing that being us bring us back to B movies <clears throat> B shows right so hear me out real quick so I suddenly it dawned on me that the easiest Fraggle Rock really what <laughs> i said fraggle rock that's my only b show i think i was just gonna start listing out like nickelodeon shows but uh, well, yeah that works are you afraid of the dark was a b show <laughs> um goosebumps back in the day uh is, are you afraid of the dark was scarier than yeah the i mean because the still, kids were I'm allowed still, to get uh, hard yeah harmed okay that's what you said harmed okay yeah <laughs> i did <laughs> i'm sorry what? no don't worry about it don't worry about it anyway so, oh, um, oh my god no. um so are you afraid the dark was actually terrifying but definitely a b b movie caliber like show right and yeah. then yeah what about like horror movies just in general for B movies? Like I, I mentioned the swamp like thing. Like, I, don't, I, think I think it was there's like, a lot of swamp, crossover. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Most, I, I, I agree. All of them are kind of. It depends. Can you name one that isn't like a horror thriller? Turbo Kid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna look up Turbo Kid. Hold on. <laughs> Give me it's like sci fi. Okay. Yeah. Turbo <laughs> Kid. Turbo I kid. love Turbo Kid. Leave me alone. <laughs> I Image you know, up here, but. Yeah. I mean, a lot of them are also like, there's a lot of action movies. I would say. What did you say, Trevor? I, I said I hate to interrupt here, but we do need to watch mine. <laughs> So oh yeah. How long have you guys been recording for? I think like an hour twenty. What? <laughs> Whenever? Wait, have I been? Wait, here for you an started hour? at like seven ten, right? Yeah. Yeah, we started late. Hold on. Okay. So like we're hour, probably closer right? to like an hour. Okay. Dang. Hour I was about to talk about minutes. Turbo Kid. I haven't seen Turbo Kid. Turbo Kid looks kind of good. It is. It's a banger movie. That's what we should have reminds done. me of... Everybody go watch Turbo Kid. Turbo Kid. Is that, that's our recommendation for the week. Turbo Kid. <laughs> yeah, that's well, everybody's recommendation Kid. for Can the you, week. It's is this on like Turbo Prime Kid. or anything? Or... It used to be on Prime. I don't know if it still is. It also used to be on Netflix. It's on Voodoo and Tubi. Mm. Not on HBO Max, unfortunately. Dang. Come on, Wait. HBO. <laughs> step, step your game up step your game up cool I'm just now getting a phone call uh, we just lost the sponsorship no! <laughs> oh <laughs> no alright yeah okay yep. thank we're you for watching yeah we are we're ending on Turbo Kid I'm making the executive decision go watch it now. I'll know I'll know. <laughs> it looks pretty good. Honestly. Yeah. Watch it. Looks like a I'm Mega Man type thing. I doesn't like. Come on. Let's get out of here. I would argue that it's trying to be like speed racer. Sure. I know nothing about the plot. Wow. I just looked at stills. <laughs> it looks decent. Well, <laughs> All right. Michael Ironside is in a Thanks for having me. Yeah, that was fun.